persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. We are Ventura County's premier podcast. It's Mambo and Brian back at the yellow table. What is up, Brian? What up, Mambo? How you doing, man? Man, so by the time this airs, Valentine's uh, already passed. Oh, yeah, that's and, true. And uh, hopefully I'm not in the doghouse right now Ooh. when this airs. I'm uh, still trying to figure out what to do for wifey. Oh, that's a that's a good question. I'm still trying to figure it out. I think I, I uh, well. scared you right now by saying that. Uh, if you can't see, it's a deer in the headlights for sure right now. You're like probably, oh shit. Wait, Valentine's <laughs> Day? Oh shit. You know what? Wifey made it a point that it, it doesn't matter anymore, but it does matter. I think that's, that's like a trick right there when they say, oh, you don't have to get me nothing. Exactly. It's a trap. It's a yeah, trap for sure. but uh, hopefully I'm not in the doghouse uh, when, when this airs. Me but, and uh, you both. Me and you both. But we're back uh, with another guest and uh, this guy is back. Todd. What's up, man? Yo. <laughs> so Todd. up. So so Todd was here with uh with Jason when when Jason and I were hosting and uh mm-hmm. you're a uh, a trainer, one of the trainers at at Persistence Culture. Correct. And uh also uh we talked a little bit about uh some of the other stuff you did was uh writing and stuff like that. That's correct. Um that writer actor guy brought me out to LA 2000, I don't even remember, 2002. Once before that, I mean, I've been around. Quick uh, recap, where are you originally from? Moorhead, Minnesota. I'm a Minnesota farm boy. Well, small town, but grew up on a farm. And Hollywood is what what brought you to California? Pretty much, but I did not go directly to L.A. It was via, I ended up moving to Seattle, Washington with my aunt and then uh, happened to get a gig on a TV series in Oregon and then... Just made my way, Jesus, no. I went from Seattle to Australia, Mm. back to Seattle, to Oregon, and then in L.A., 1995. Um. 1996, I went back to Australia to be a best man in a wedding, and a two-month vacation turned into six years. Oh, you were six years in Australia? (laughs) (laughs) How did that happen? Uh, Just life, man. You know, I mean, it's a beautiful country, and... uh, I learned a lot of things over there. Probably part of my inspirations and kind of molded me into, uh, you know, an artist, more of an artist. And Mm -hmm. I mean, just life experiences. I'm just different. It's a different, it's a, they have a whole different take on life, or at least when I was there. What are your biggest takeaways uh, from being there? Good question. Uh, Circling around my head is this in America, as far as what I was raised with is we live to work. Mm-hmm. they work to live. Mm. It's a big, big life lesson. They do everything to live. Wow. They had, when I was there, they had more days off in a year, uh, legitimate days off in a year than any country in the world. Wow. That it's, explains you staying that long. Oh, man. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's a different, I mean, English-speaking country, but still different. No worries, mate. It's a reason for that. Right? Yeah. What, mean, did, what kind of work did you do when you were over there? What did I start doing? Just to jump right in, I was a food runner, I remember. So, yeah, I'd got, I had gotten a job at a restaurant as a food runner. That's the guy who uh, runs the food out. The servers take the orders mm-hmm. and then just running the food out. And yeah, yeah. So I did that for a long while. Um, this is in Sydney, Australia. And then I segued into doing serving and bartending. And then I was doing getting involved in the acting scene over there. And then that started to evolve in a big way just because there was not too many Americans over there. Mm. So auditioning turned into not auditioning. Mm -hmm. So I started making a name for myself in the theater world. And then over there, it's like very English. You're meant to do theater. So when you do theater, everybody sees you at the theater. It's a very small community. Mm. It's It's like New York and L.A. in one Gotcha. So when they see you on TV, audience, they want to go to the theater and see you on stage. So it's a completely different, um, it's expected. If you were like, nah, I'm not a theater guy, they'll be like, oh, you're not an actor. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So you had, you had, you didn't have to, but you just, yeah, that's what you did. Um, yeah, you just do a lot of free stuff, a lot of low budget, no budget stuff. And then people start seeing you and 
um, got hired on some TV series to play these, you know, American soldier soldier type guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one guy. It was always me and him. He was a Canadian, so it was either him or me because <laughs> he could pull off an American accent. Mm. So anyway, and then just evolved. I started getting bigger roles uh, on stage. Uh, got my first professional, like what you would say, Broadway in New York over in Sydney, Australia. Um, beat out one of the top actors in Sydney, who was my buddy, wow. <laughs> which was interesting. And that took everything to a whole new level. And then uh, then I just was getting called in to have meetings with directors just straight up, like, at lunch. And then, do you think you could do this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you be at work on Monday morning? Yeah. And that was it. Nice. So for the first... Three out of the six years, I had to support myself through serving tables and bartending. And then the last three years, I was solely making money as an actor. Wow, nice. Doing commercials, voiceovers, some theater, getting paid for, and then film and tele- yeah, film, television, commercials. What else is there? Everything. I was mm-hmm. doing everything. Yeah. Writing scripts, too? Uh, no, writing didn't happen. Well, so writing kind of circled, was circling around me for... Quite a few years, I did get myself into a writing workshop. This is in Sydney, um, and I started, you know, it's funny. I I don't know if it was just lack of confidence or just I was tunnel visioned with wanting to be a great actor, and, you know, I was working as an actor. But, you know, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know what you, what you say. I did, I went into that workshop. I did what the amount of time it was, and then I just never finished the project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, I have all the material, and I see it in my stuff every once in a while. I go, mm-hmm. wow, there's this. And I'll look through it and go, wow, what was I thinking? And I don't know why. I just didn't, I, I just think it was lack of confidence. Didn't uh, The class I remember was more about imaginative writing, just writing stuff you were imagining down, and there was no what I needed or who knows at the time wasn't until, you know, I got to LA. I have a very good friend who is a professional writer in Hollywood and she did a workshop and I realized I had no idea also how to structure a script. Mm -hmm. So I can make up stories, but I think part of the not finishing what I'd done in Australia was lack of confidence and not, and I don't remember ever in the class was he showing us a structure of this is how you write a screenplay. That didn't happen until much later. That actually set me free for some odd reason. And maybe I just wasn't ready to understand Mm. that procedure or I didn't ask the right questions when I was first involved. It didn't happen until later. And then it was many years later. Set you free. What, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, do you feel like you have more creative freedom to explore certain topics, concepts, or when you learn? So, so for instance, for a script, once you learn what it's meant to look like, mm-hmm. like when you read a script, it's laid out a certain way. Way there's a program for that learning what that program is. It's very expensive, but then I I didn't, even if I would have gotten the program without that mentorship, I don't think I would have known how to lay it out. So once mm. I learned what uh, a heading was or a scene heading or these different aspects that led you into dialogue um, set me free because now I could imagine the things and then put it in the proper mm. compartments. I mean, yeah. Compartments, but anything goes, I mean, you're meant to make up stuff right? and make up, but also stuff that you have experienced. I mean, you're funneling a lot of your life into it, but I just needed that aspect, that component of this is what goes here. This is what goes here. Now you do it. Structure. Yes, yeah. structure. Mm-hmm. And it's just like acting. It's almost like learn the rules and then throw them away. But for writing, it's a little different. There is a structure. And mm-hmm. if you don't do the structure right and you plan on getting that script out to people in Hollywood or the powers that be, if it's not in that structure, it gets thrown away. Mm-hmm. Nobody will look at it. And then it smells of amateur. Mm-hmm. You're an amateur. 
Right. But if you can hand in something that looks structured and how it's supposed to look, then, oh, hey, then you've done your research. You've done your... Yeah. It's okay. more palatable for yeah. uh, whoever's reading it. The, the executives, yeah. you know? Yeah. But if it's out of place, double-spaced where it's not supposed to be, or mm-hmm. they know it right mm-hmm. away because they're reading millions of scripts. Yeah. So that's one thing I learned in my mentorship was right off the bat, if it doesn't have these, and it's just these very simple things, exterior, interior, and where it's at. And then the order of where it's at goes from like big to small, meaning, you know, New York City, USA, New York City, apartment, Manhattan, morning. Mm. Now, if you have morning, New York City, and they'll see that right away and go, ah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, damn. Structure. Yeah. yeah. Sets you free. Mm-hmm. So once you get it that in line, then you can just go to town. Right. Start writing. So with uh, your script writing, writing, have you dove more into making up things or have you dove more into like experiences that you've... Nice question. Had? That has newly entered in my life. It's probably been about a year. Oddly enough the screenplay that I, well, that I wrote that's being shopped around. I have a producer on that who uh, really, we, we have a good synergistic writing, writing energy together. Right. Right. And (laughs) I don't know how to, so I've been writing things that, that I will disguise that because I, I will write from what I, I, my experience in life. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's all metaphors and how you disguise it, right? That's kind of like any art. So here comes this person, and she likes my style. We get along. Like I said, there's a synergy. And she presents to me one time this, and actually, I'm still, I'm, I just am working on it. I'm supposed to be working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a break. It's a little break. Yeah. But um, I'm just trying to verbalize this. What do they, what do they call it? Writer's writer's fog or, or uh, no, no, no. It's just <laughs> it's just funny to me because so she drops she hits me up and says I have a new project for us to work on. I'm cool. She's hit me up a few times with projects that are in my what you might call your wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm into superhero martial arts. I mean, the scripts I write are very John Wickish and multi-dimensional with superheroes, guys and girls, and I like the ethereal and supernatural and conspiracy theories with aliens and so on and so forth. So a couple of projects were like, and I still had to make it up. There was this one called The Serpent or Serpentine, and it had to do with a cult that involves snakes. And I was like, okay, well, that's more in my wheelhouse, mm. I can make stuff up around this. Cause, but then you start interjecting your own experiences mm-hmm. and what you've seen, watched. It's, I, I like to do that stuff. Of being uh, in a serpent. It, well, uh, just, no, just I can draw from right. books and vlogs I've watched about yeah, yeah. UFOs. I mean, cults. I mean, this stuff there is fun to me. Yeah, yeah. So cut to this newest project that's popped up. Well, it's popped up a while ago. And then all all of a sudden it's been revisited. And I wrote a whole script totally made up based on, I mean, maybe some of it's got some of my experiences in it, but it's, it's um, she, it's her world more than anything. I had to get a lot of notes from her. You can watch YouTube stuff on it. And it's basically the modeling world and all the behind the scenes. Now, Sure, we've heard stories. I don't have any experience in that. I'm not going to lie. I did a little modeling back in Australia when I first arrived. Tried to get into it. Didn't like it. I don't like posing. I want to be real and natural and move, right? Right. right. And walk and talk. It's what I was trained to do, and the whole posing thing just made me go, I I don't dig this. So I've never got into the the whole Mm -hmm. scene of it. Right. Um, This woman, uh, by the way, who I'm talking about is who – According to her, was responsible for Ivanka Trump getting to America. Wow, she was. She's in the modeling world. This is a Ukrainian woman, by the way, my partner. Gotcha. So another reason why she likes writing with me is because I, I speak American and I can write it out in English. Mm-hmm. Her English, even though she's been here for twenty five years, it's still it's like she just arrived. 
Gotcha. Sometimes I have to go on, you know, what are you saying to me? Yeah. And she has to, but lovely woman, like I said, we have this great uh, synergistic creative thing that happens. And, but she had to school me. I mean, she's rattling off names of watches and loafers and pants I've never heard of before. It's in a world that probably, I mean, really none of us know it. It's billionaires and oligarchs mm-hmm. money. I'm like, what is that? I can't even <laughs> pronounce that name of that watch. And she's like, sure, we've heard of Omega yeah. and these certain ones, but she rattled off ones. I'm just like, what is that? Oh, Versace? What's that? Well, Versace. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, uh, I wish I could pull up really quickly sure, sure. names of these things. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? Oh, that's a watch that costs a million five. Right, right. Only certain people can buy those things. Yeah. Wow. Or names of loafers. Anyways, I'm being schooled on mm. all these different things. Some of them I've heard, you know, and she'll say Jimmy Choo. Oh, okay. I know those are women's shoes. Yeah. Really? They're that expensive? Oh, she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. So she had to open me up to this world. Um, sure, I've seen movies. I've seen YouTube vlogs. I can guess, but she's given me firsthand her experience. Right. She was in it on yachts, seeing mm. the blow, seeing the sex, seeing. So this show is based on uh, a basically a an Italian princess. And I better be careful here. <laughs> Hope can, she doesn't listen edit, to it. We can edit it out if you want. Uh, well, it doesn't have a name. As a matter of fact, I made up the name, like working title. Yeah, the Italian princess. I don't think she's going to keep it. It's just it was for me and how I labeled it in my right, right. my um, my final draft, based on a true story about an Italian princess whose family. So over in Italy, I guess the um, monarchy still exists in a way, like the title. But the money is not there. So they have castles and stuff that are being run down. And then what they do is they'll offload their fancy furniture and stuff to keep the look Mm, going. Yeah. Still exists to this day. So Mm. she knew this family. And this particular woman, an Italian princess by title, no the perk is you're part of the monarchy and they kind of respect it, but mm-hmm. it's not like in England, right? Okay. They're not running the show at all. Gotcha. But their title exists. Okay. So the castle's being run down. They're running out of money. And this woman, this Italian princess, had to get into the modeling world. Gotcha. Okay. Because she's supposed to be beautiful and mm-hmm. Italian and... So she's filling me in on this and she sent me pictures even of the castle. So I could, that's my research. Right. Here's the photos. Here's, and I'm like, wow, this really existed. Is this thing, she gave me premises of what I was going to write about this scene. So basically kind of gave me a blueprint, what it was about. There's a, there's a yacht, Russian oligarchs. This really happened, but then some of the things around it I had to make up. And she would give me ideas. Of course, that's why we're a writing team. I did most of the writing. She would give me notes or send me like paragraphs of, no, I want it to look like this. Like blurbs, yeah. Yeah, and I'd be like, ah, okay. So I could get the idea of what she's. So I'm having to invest my creative energy into what she experienced, Mm -hmm. not me. What does get infused is... But, I mean, kind of. She's also telling me the players. Some of the players, meaning the the people involved, the characters, I had to make up. She would just say, well, there was this South African girl and there was this Chinese girl. and But no names, no backstory, only the Italian princess. So then I'd be like, ah, okay. Um, and then I just had to kind of pick and choose, like, based off generalizations of culture mm-hmm. like russians are really stoic and don't smile okay so i made up a russian girl mm-hmm. right and then i just based off a of generalization she's this way mm-hmm. and then this person is this way and i'd make up the names i'd made where they're from made up where they're from because she would just say there's three you know there's 15 girls and then so i had to Anyway, it, it was a task. I'm telling you, man. Sounds I mean, like a lot of work. Was bro. I'm not lying. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, it was fun. 
in the, to the extent of sure. She, so when I would send her pages, sure. She's correcting a lot. Like this is what really happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now part of me knows what castings are all about. I've been on plenty of castings, but I'm not, I'm not used to modeling castings. Right. So some things had to be adjusted. Gotcha. Because things were happening at these fancy hotels that I didn't know anything about Italy. So this woman had to give me a lot of, my research was my writing partner. Mm-hmm. This is what, where it happened. This is the part of Italy. This is the street name. Okay, now go make up a scenario. Right. Wow. Okay. So now I'm trying to figure out what's this Italian princess woman about? I know she's trying to get money. She goes to this agency. She goes to a casting. And I mean, I even spoke really truthfully to my partner and just said, I I don't know if I'm the person for this job. I don't feel anything for this. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about it. I really don't care to write about it. But then she spoke some wisdom and said, you should be able to or learn how to expand beyond, you know, do other things, mm-hmm. not just the thing you wrote. Right, right. I was like, well, that's true. And so I kind of took it as a challenge. And then once, I don't know, I pushed back a few times. It wasn't just once. I was really like, I don't think I want to do this. Right. And then my writing process was stagnant for a while. I was making up excuses. <laughs> she would text me, where are you at? In the terms of, how many pages mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm, you know, I'm a half a page in, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I don't know. And then somewhere in there, I just kind of was like, I watched something. I think she gave me a couple of series to watch Emily in Paris and another one. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of sounding like uh, Emily in Paris and uh white Lotus. That's it. Yeah. That was the template. Mm-hmm. So I binged. So before I started anything, I had to binge those shows just to understand what's going on. Um, So you just, you get influenced. Right. Right. So I would write things and then she would come back and say, change this or change that. Or that's, that's really good. Yeah. And yeah, but I was going in and out, like feeling deflated or I'd get into on, get on a roll and knock out a page and go, oh yeah, now this is fun. I'm getting to understand I'm going from point A to point B to point C to point, and then trying to also infuse, I, I, I'm about like as an actor, it's all about human behavior and relationships. Right. right. So at some point I was kind of like, this feels superficial. Right. And then we would talk on the phone and say, look, I mean, what's this woman's deal? I Mm -hmm. mean, I, I, I just don't understand. You're like critiquing her. <laughs> well, like, I mean, oh, man, the, why would she make this life choice? Right. Because <laughs> modeling world. And I was like, it just seems superficial. But she also spoke some more words of wisdom. So my writing partner has been around. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the credentials she rattles off. Right. I don't ask. I just go with the flow. Yeah. She's relatively in no name too. I mean, I mean, you probably have learned a lot from her. Just, just like dude making the script. And I know Mambo, you talk about, uh, like making scripts for, uh, like commercials that you're doing at, you know, oh, that's like radio low station. level stuff compared to what he's but, talking uh, about. But I mean, <laughs> no. but that's what I'm saying is that like, it's, it's just a process. It's like, in yeah, in, yeah you gotta be in the time, right, man. I mean, the, the writing part, like I've tried that in the past and, uh, you really have to be into it. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, structure yep. sets you free. And then yeah. that particular project, though, I had to really dig to, like, why am I doing this? So yeah. so what's your, I guess, what's your passion project then? Like, what brings you, like, uh, passion in going into, like, what you write? Yeah. Well, at the moment, as you know, Bati, I got a show called Arushi. It's being shopped or was shopped already in India. It's a long ass story how this came about, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just weird how I developed this project that's been in the making for over five years. And mm. it changed from one thing to the next, just intuition and creative spark. And what I, what I wrote it on the theme is child sex trafficking. Mm. And that's still, that's a a hot topic right now, even. Yeah. And it's been a hot topic for a few years. Absolutely. Because I've developed this five years ago. Wow. It's a hot topic then, Mm -hmm. more so now. 
Yeah. And I, I, sometimes I wonder the people that are seeing, I know big players are seeing the script. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? And then it makes you wonder. It kind of reminds me of a sound of freedom. The one that came out. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? No, I haven't yet. I need to be in a mood because I know all about it. it. It's, uh, it's pretty, as a matter of fact, it's intense. When I first developed the initial origination of what's being pitched out there right now, I contacted the guy whose name escapes me, the guy who started Operation Underground Railroad. That's what the show is based off of. Okay. Timothy something, Tim Tim something. I contacted his company to pitch it to them oh, to get wow. funding. Okay. To like to get on board. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, this is this is three to five years ago. So if and we can, like, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah, but no, it's fine. What, what about like, I think we got like 15 minutes. He gave us like cliff notes on what, what it's about. Well, and like, Arushi. Yeah. Um, I'd like to defer to, <laughs> <laughs> I should know this by heart, but I don't. And I want to go here and this will be, here we go. I want to get, so I'm going to rattle off the log line. Log line. Yeah. So if this is, I don't, it's probably changed and it's a relatively long one, but let's see here. (laughs) The goddess Ganga descends to earth, takes human form as a detective. Struggling with amnesia is helped by a mystic assassin. Recovering abducted kids, uncover the truth about her past and reveal her true identity. Mm. It's involved. I feel like you could open like every single word up into like a different story. It's very involved. <laughs> I mean, I I did my very. It was Google research on Indian folklore, East Indian, okay. not Native American, right? East Indian folklore and mythology, and I basically found this goddess Ganga, who's the goddess of the Ganges River. Uh-huh. Okay, and in their mythology, the goddess Ganga descends to earth Mm -hmm. to thwart all mankind of evil and wrongdoing because she's frustrated and disenchanted with humankind. Mm. So she comes to earth to destroy all evil or to thwart it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I took that premise and I said, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't right away. I mean, I had to pace, develop it, develop it. And it was, what if that happens and the goddess Ganga drops into a 15-year-old sex-trafficked victim. Mm. And that 15-year-old, because of the trauma and -hmm. the PTSD, which happens, they lose memory. Mm -hmm. So in my script, she's she's now a 30-year-old woman. She's part of the Central Business uh, Bureau of Investigation. That's the CBI, which is our FBI in India. And her job is to find and thwart sex trafficking syndicates and find missing kids. Mm. And her main objective is to find her captor. Mm. What she doesn't realize is she is the goddess Ganga. It's like the, that's the arc. That's like her arc. Her it's arc. Like figuring that out. Figuring that out. And then all kinds of fun, mystical, magical, like Avengers type stuff happens. It's mm-hmm. a super human. It's a superhero okay. story. Okay. And then, as you heard, the mystic assassin is sent by one of the supervillains who sh- it's like the emperor in Star Return of the Jedi. Okay. Shooting sparks from their fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come from a mystical city in India, which I can't pronounce right now. <laughs> I don't think I can pronounce it when I look at it. Sure, yeah. It all exists. And this mythology all exists. These actual people are meant to come from there, right? right? Mystical people, badass fighters. Mm-hmm. So they know who she is. Yeah. Sends the one of their assassins to scope her out, probably get rid of. Well, he had met her when he was a young kid, has feelings, mm-hmm. and then decides to betray his master to help her. Uh, and he's the John Wick type style fighter. Badass, yeah. And using East Indian Damn. martial arts, they have another name for it. Yeah. their way of doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is... Sounds, sounds pretty... Dude. It's it's like very complicated, dude. it seems like. And world building is is something totally different for for script writing, I feel like. Um, yeah. And uh, like 
just world building with like popular movies now is like Star Wars world building. Mm. There's like endless scripts for that, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um and like what else? Like any series. Well, look at like Rebel a, Moon. That's new. That's coming on Netflix. Okay. I shouldn't forget this guy's name, but it's escaping me. He did Dawn of Justice, Dawn of Justice, and Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah. He's world building. By the way, Rebel Moon, is he was meant to direct a Star Wars film. Mm. And he was doing his thing with it. Got it. However, that went sideways. Yeah. And he went, screw it. I'm going to do my own world. Yeah. But I guess it's coming out so awesome. There's, really? there's ships that look like Star Wars. He just twisted the names and had to change certain aspects so the Lucas people wouldn't go, hey, wait a minute, that's yeah. a Star Wars yeah, ship. exactly. But it looks cool when you look at some of the trailers. You're like, damn. Yeah. That's gonna that's a whole other world. Yeah. But they're like, ooh, that's kind of like could have happened in another part of the galaxy mm-hmm. type thing yeah. in the Star Wars world. Right. So... Um, yeah, and that was just happenstance too. My my original thing, eh, was still was still world building, but it turned into this thing. And right, um, right. yeah, no, it's being shopped out there right now. And the latest thing, latest, the real latest is uh, they are they meaning the producers are um, going are in, are looking to India uh, production facility and raising the money to just shoot the pilot themselves. Wow. That's dope. So it's there. It's happening. And I think because of the child sex trafficking theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I sometimes wonder if, because there was a while there, I was like, why aren't people picking this up? Right. It's like relevant. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for scripts to get picked up, but I mean, well, on, look, on that theme. On that yeah, theme. On that theme. At this Especially with the Epstein lisping yes. released and all that stuff. You don't know yeah. who's a sound of freedom had huge pushback. Oh, yeah. And it made the most money last year. Yeah. And they wonder. I mean, that's the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Been on Joe Rogan. They're like, why aren't people wanting to make this? Right. Trying to stop these bad guys doing these sickening things. Right, right. Because they're the bad guys. How how uh, how much does the script change? Or how how much do they ask for changes? Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, it was I had a completely set in a different time. And it was a German guy, and he's displaced in present-day New York. And the first bout that change happened when an East Indian, this is years ago, a first, a different, completely different East Indian company was presented to me uh, through CAA. This is through my producer. She's like my, my, uh, my writing agent almost. There was a deal that was coming through through CAA, that's Creative Artists Agency. It's an East Indian, but they wanted to turn it completely like all East Indian actors. And I had wrote it for myself. I wanted to play that guy. You you are the the main character in of that. this origination, right. the original thing. I mm-hmm. wrote it like a lot of people you've heard in the industry. They wrote things for themselves. Look at Squid Game. Yeah. Took that guy ten years. Really? And he's the star. Wow. Was it the the old guy? No, it's a young. It's a young guy who wrote it, or he might be old now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the main character to me in Squid Games was the guy that won it, right? Like, That's the writer. Oh wow! And they're about to do season two. So yeah, yeah, how interesting, dude. So a lot of a lot of people wrote their own things to be in them. They happen to have connections. Yeah, and they were able to stay in that role. It's even more so now because of streaming. I mean, they're just taking everything and anything across all the platforms. So that was my idea. Um, So I'm like, I'm going to make this for myself. Well, so this deal comes through and my my producer is like, this is a big deal. And they basically, could you change this into, uh, or no, they wanted to buy it and change it all to East Indian. And I said, I really had to do a hard think. And I went and had a meeting with her and said, I don't want to do it. She was like, this is a big deal. (laughs) And I went, this branding was for me. Yeah. And it's your character. So the night before my meeting is when I created that Arushi Mm. premise. Yeah. So when I went to her and said, I don't want to do it, but how about this? And I just presented Ah, it. I spun it and she went, oh my God. Now I flipped all the roles from male to female Mm -hmm. 
And then I, that thing I just told you, goddess Ganga comes down, she gets put into a sex trafficked 15 year old. Now she's 30 and she's trying to find out who her captor was, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't remember that inside. She's a bonafide goddess. So how different is the original? Completely completely different in the sense of the world, but the theme is the same. Okay. Sex trafficking. So still sex sex trafficking. Uh, What's the name of the character? Arushi. Uh, in the original axel axel yeah that's right so uh yeah that's a lot to right <laughs> yeah dude and i mean i had that was a lot of work i flipped it all over and i had to do that in like 48 hours which i did or some 72 hours that particular thing fell through i mean it's crazy that got pitched over a text and they said we want it now this is years ago now cut two i refined i've revised i've made it cleaner new ideas Shaping, 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 evolving, still staying in the same thing. I'm doing more research, cleaning it up mostly, changing things, and then cut to this thing just kind of popped last year. It does not seem like uh, script writing is for the faint of heart. No. It it seems like a lot, a big roller coaster of emotions of like, oh yeah, it sounds like uh, I'm going to get this published and then (laughs) no, uh, no. No. and then it's all all the way down. When I did, that's kind of like the theme of business in in general, you know, like you you go through just roller coasters being an entrepreneur, man. So when I did my mentorship uh, with my friend, who's a professional writer in Hollywood, by the way, this, uh, she's great. Mickey Levy. um, There's times where he's like, what are you working on now? And she'd be like, can't say. Damn. And I know she's been on some stuff. So I'm like, wow. But anyway, she said in the mentorship, whatever you're writing about, which is why you're meant to pull from your own life, mm-hmm. something that means something to you. Right. Got to make sure this can last 10 years. Damn, 10 years. Because it could fizzle away. And if it's not that important to you. Well, you're you're doing this from a, what? You, you said three to five year project? This yeah. has been five, yeah. three to five years. Yeah. So I still got some time left. So, <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah, it can get a bit frustrating. And like that first, that first deal, they wanted it and then it fell away. And then it's taken another year or so more. Right. That was pre pandemic, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Then the whole pandemic had to happen. Mm-hmm. And then just last year. And probably the writer strike you know, probably has something to. I'm I'm not going to lie. That didn't really affect me because I'm not okay. in the union. Gotcha. I won't be in the union until that thing gets picked up. Gotcha. There's no movement, Yeah. but that doesn't mean I can't sit on my own computer. I mean, that's what everybody, you're supposed to stop writing. What do you mean? I'm going to always keep writing. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to yeah. stop writing in my home. <laughs> right. They just don't want you to be out there pitching shopping or anything. Yeah. 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 But that all stopped anyway because there are there's writers everywhere. So mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, so that's, that's all happening and, I'm getting shape reshaping and revising another feature script that there's a producer interested in. And then this thing, the Italian princess thing. So mm-hmm. things are cooking. I just, yeah. you know, yes, I do go through writer's block. <laughs> you know, a lot of times I just go, even my feature right now, I'm kind of stuck. Um, it's based off my loosely based off some true life stuff of mine. And I'm not married to it. It's been a few, it's been, that's been almost 10 years. What's uh? What came first for you, the acting or the writing? Acting, and does the acting actually? I'm going to retract that, the writing, because I used to get A pluses in English lit, uh, but I didn't go. have a good support system. And I'm blaming my parents, but I definitely didn't have. I certainly had lack of esteem and lack of confidence, and I didn't have people around me, not even teachers, to say you're good at this. Mm. But when you're getting A pluses over and over in English lit, making up stories, yeah, nobody yeah, says, a, you know. Did it, you ever try to pursue it? I guess at that age, and like, no, you maybe, didn't, maybe you didn't, if some, you didn't think to, maybe if the guidance counselors, you know, I don't know. I've philosophized about this with all my friends. It's like environmental, cultural too. Mm. I'm in Minnesota. They don't think that stuff in here is possible. Sure, but you always go. They got to come from somewhere. Yeah. But they don't think it comes from farm folk USA. It can come from anywhere. But they don't know that and they don't believe in that. Mm. You know, it's the conversations you have later as an adult. Like, where do you think Tom Cruise right. came from? Yeah. Oh, he just was came out of the ground. Yeah. And then he's an actor. 
I'm like, so you tend to connect the dots when they're in the past yeah. instead of uh, future. But so if I was raised in California mm-hmm. and you're getting A pluses in English lit or, you know, there's no guarantee, right. but I think in the minds of parents, it's more of, well, there's a job for that. Mm. My parents didn't think there was a job for that. Mm-hmm. You're in Minnesota. You, they want a doctor, lawyer, you know, I think all the parents do because it's more, it's just like a more stable position, sure, right? Sure. Um, and they don't want to worry about their kid, but, um, it, that's tough, man. That's yeah. a, a tough spot to be in. You it's know? also era. I mean, I was raised in the eighties, man. Oh yeah. Seventies and eighties yeah. era yeah. culture, mm-hmm. Midwestern culture. I mean, it, you know, it's nothing bad. It's just, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. 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 They, they think it's so far away, yeah. you know? But, but I mean, you gravitated back to it. So it sounded like you were destined Full circle. to kind of yeah. go back into well, it took this a friend, world, right? My yeah. friend. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing this mentorship. You want to learn to write? Come and do it. Mm-hmm. You're supporting me. Plus, I'm going to teach you some things. And I yeah. knew she was a professional writer. So I was like, yeah, right. might as well mm. learn how to do this. Stru- what am I going to learn? I'm going to teach you how to structure a script. Ooh, structure. Yeah. Okay. And then once I, I'm saying once I did that, and then it was her. It was my mentor who, when I pushed, put in my first five pages, mm-hmm. first person that ever said, you got a knack for this. Nice. And you're like, huh, that's all you need to hear. And I think yeah, maybe yeah. when I was seven years old, if somebody said, you got a knack for this, maybe I might have stayed into it. Can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes that's all anybody needs to hear. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just, you have a knack for this. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I'll keep doing this. But did you ever think uh when you got those those A pluses, I'm I'm good at this? No. Or did you feel like you needed to hear it from I definitely somebody? don't know if I needed to hear anything. I I was a kid who didn't believe in himself. When when did you think uh that turned? When mm. I think the mentor? I think yeah, it's always mentors. Um it's always a team. I don't think anybody gets anywhere by themselves. Right. It's all about teamwork. It doesn't matter what business you're in. I, I, that's what I believe. It was acting first. I, when you, to answer, go back to your question, the writing first, because that's what was happening. Acting didn't come till later. And it was a mentor mm-hmm. who, you know, I was in an acting class in my hometown. And then he saw something and he was the one that was like, you have a knack for this. Yeah. So do you think that's why you uh, kind of gravitate to- towards coaching now is like you like that aspect of uh, yeah. kind of giving someone uh, mentorship or someone encouragement? Yeah. I don't even consider it mentorship. It's just I believe in uh, people need to hear because I needed to hear you have a knack for this. Mm. Just keep going. Yeah. You're doing good. It makes sense because uh, you're pretty vocal when it comes to uh, coaching. Uh, I sure am. Like you pass by everybody and you you make sure that you say something to mm. them. Which I do my best. Yeah, yeah. And it it goes a long way. Like I feel like people do need to hear that encouragement, even if it's just like a couple minutes, like a day. You know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm. And that's definitely a big motivating factor for me. So, yeah. The the acting did that help uh, once you started the the writing. When you started, yeah, because now I'm I'm reading scripts. I had friends that were writers, and then you know, just over the years, you know, I always, again, it was always that structure thing. I'm looking at so many scripts, and I guess I was just kind of like, how do you do that? Mm. How do you? I don't like how it's a program, okay, but how do you plug it in? Yeah, and then just took years. I just didn't think to investigate it. Mm I always was asking the questions though. What I don't like, how do you, do you just go on word document and Mm -hmm. space it in and, you know, (laughs) and make it look like that? Like, how do you know that it's supposed to be capitalized letters on the scene heading? How do you know? Right. And then, oh, it's a chat GBT. Oh, well, (laughs) this is pre, this is pre Facebook guys. This is pre. It's it's crazy how you're, you're bringing so many memories. Cause I, I have a tub with, with, (laughs) with things that I wrote. Oh yeah. Cause I had, I had the same idea of writing something. Yeah. And when, when, you know, there's a proper way of doing it. Yeah. I didn't give up. I still have like a lot of the stuff I wrote, but, um, 
we we were even going like early days internet and and downloading scripts and just using that formula mm-hmm. to try to to get it right but it was still hard it's like the the program sure. is what you need i could have done that yeah you know at yeah. least see what it looked like but then i was always like how do you know how to how far into indent yeah. how do you know how many spaces between the scene heading and the mm-hmm. and what you're about to describe in the scene that and it i almost say this without the, that proper information I would give up because like, I, I don't know. And then I get overwhelmed and it was just yeah. like, I don't till I got into that mentorship. And then it was just like, okay, you got to get final draft does it all for you. I think I even went, what I mean? All you do is go from line to line. And yeah. And you, you'll actually put scene heading and then it does it all for you. Yeah. And you just got to type it in. Mm. What? <laughs> and then once I saw all that happening yeah, and I just had to click on, what you, you have to fill in. What I had to fill in, that's what set me free. Boom. And then it was all over. Now, yeah. then it just became about proper grammar mm-hmm. <laughs> and using words efficiently mm. without explaining a whole lot. And I'm talking about like descriptive things. How do you get to the point really quick? Yeah. And then then it goes in the dialogue. And I mean, dialogue is a whole nother thing than describing what the scenario is. But then- yeah. You know, not repeating yourself, but there's also grammar, and you know. I mean, when you when you were talking about uh, the thing you read from your phone, I was like, man, that is a dense paragraph. Yeah, like, there's a lot to <laughs> and, like bite into that. And I'm not know? gonna lie, that's there's like three or four renditions of that. Uh-huh. I just picked one. Oh, gotcha. Because that's that was a log line, and mm. whichever revision that was, I'm I think it got even revised even more. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. To just condense condense right. how do you make it more streamlined but hit all the points mm-hmm. i mean that's a, to me for me it's a constant that's an art form right there yeah. yeah how do you condense it to, so it makes sense mm-hmm. and it's you can read it and go you read scripts and it's just like oh look how simple it looks yeah when, yeah but oh. it, that took forever <laughs> yeah, correct yeah i'm sure correct yeah when you're reading it and you're you're talking about like oh let me pull it up on my phone i'm like oh my god this is gonna be like a five pager right now <laughs> no, you know and then no. like you you blurted Broke out it like down four, quick. Yeah. yeah four lines i was yeah. like oh shit yeah it looks more like a paragraph <laughs> yeah. the way it's on my thing right, but yeah right. four lines yeah i mean a log line is meant to be a sentence but I was, I learned that it can be around two, you know? Yeah. It's kind of got to be a, a stream of thought with mm-hmm. commas, not like a sentence, period, another sentence. It's mm-hmm. got to be da, 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 da. Yeah. And then, and then you're, you're meant to like how you start should be, you don't put it in there, but it's supposed to be when a da, 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 da. Mm. So I don't know how I started it. When a woman, when I once put a, the, once upon I should have put when I put when the goddess Ganga because I don't mm. there's not doesn't make sense when a goddess Ganga mm-hmm. when the goddess Ganga da 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 yeah so yeah I mean it's and even then I learned that there's no I don't know the rules that you are told about uh kind of get broken break don't happen when you're in it mm-hmm. I've learned. Like that log line or one of them, whatever rendition, got texted for it to go forward. I thought it had to be through channels. I thought it had to be on a piece of paper. I thought it had to be. Oh, so it was just a text. Damn. Wow. And because I made it up overnight and then I had a meeting with my producer. And then when I gave her the premise, Mm -hmm. it was like, can you text that to me right now? So I think even what I I had to make it up like uh, on the spot, on the yeah. spot when uh, the goddess Ganga, blah, 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 blah. I was just trying to hit the point. Mm-hmm. She didn't care. She was like, got it. And then texted it to the people. And uh, then she got a response right away. We like this better. Nice. And I was like, what? <laughs> just like that. Didn't Bang. even know you had it in you. <laughs> so no, exactly. Yeah. It's exciting, mm-hmm. and then I had to realize how much work I had to do. Yeah, I was like, oh, and you know, I I was just saying to someone today, it's like a lot of what you're doing too is not paid. Mm-hmm. You're hoping to get to that next step. If I was J.J. Abrams, and someone said, "Could you take that script you just wrote and turn it all into this?" Yeah, for hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to get to that status. You got to get to that. Yeah, you know. 
you got to get to it. And part of me is like, God, even just a little bit would have been nice because I have to spend time. But Mm -hmm. I also was told in my mentorship, this is what happens. Yeah, that is a thankless job for sure. Yeah, until you don't have to get to J.J. Abrams status. It's just you start... You're get yourself in the union and then, Mm -hmm. you know, then when things become official, yeah, like when my show gets picked up and if somebody said, Oh, can we change the ending? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll rewrite the ending, but then I'm going to get paid for that. Right. Right. So right now it's like paying dues almost right? paying dues for sure. I am completely a newbie. I'm, I defer to my producers. They, they even remind me we're not well known either, but they have a lot of faith in this in my show and they're nice. like this is going to go any uh advice to aspiring script writers or any other writers out there that uh <laughs> this is funny uh what was told to me which i probably don't do enough keep writing mm. and that's it shit i feel like you're talking to me <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> but that's what what i've always been told you just got to keep writing and i probably don't do that enough um yeah, even my, my feature that I'm revisiting, I'm stuck because it's been so long since I looked at it. Right. And I had to tell that producer, who's also the director, I'm stuck because I haven't looked at this for a while. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out where the heck I left off and what my thought process was. Yeah, it's hard to pick stuff up like that. It is. But I'm three-fourths of the way done from revising it. Finish it, man. So I just got to get it Got to finish it. Yeah. Every well, day I'm going to I'm gonna text you, oh hey, boy. did you write today or what? <laughs> going to hold me accountable. 100%. Yeah. Well, what I, what I like about this episode is that uh, once we get the visual to everything, we have the conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. That's one thing I like about uh, friends who are music artists or, or, or people who work like uh, on, on music videos is like, having the conversation with them and then just see it come to life. Mm, and mm, I yeah. feel like uh, this episode is uh, something that will probably say, Hey, we know, we know that guy. Yeah, we had yep, him before. percent <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. You yeah. Know? Yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully by 20, what are we in? 2026, maybe by the time it gets finished, something like that. Hopefully that'd be nice. Or 2025 if they work on it quick there you go. enough. Yeah. Well, Todd, it's always a great combo, man. When you <laughs> when you come to the podcast, and I know uh, I we're gonna, we're going to have you back, and uh, you're you're still at the gym, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah man. Persistence yeah. culture all the way. And if someone uh, wants to uh, uh, train with you, absolutely, they can DM me. Focus underscore fitness underscore tw is my Instagram, um, or come down to Rundle Street. I hope that's where it's on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Persistence culture venture, and come and see me and. Um, I've been promoted to the lead coach, so I'm like the hey. liaison between the people and the and the coaches to you know the the supervisor man himself. There you go. <laughs> I like there it. you go, man. Todd, thank yeah. you, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. All right, make sure you guys give us a follow at Persistence Culture. Keep moving.